Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Craig Richardville, CIO at Carolina's Healthcare System. In this segment, Richardville talks about the platform that enables patients to safely share data from wearables, how his team is leveraging tools like apps and e-visits to provide care that is proactive, not reactive, and what he believes will be the difference maker as the industry shifts from volume-based to value-based care. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvata, the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at Improvata.com. You talked about taking the uh, information from wearables, and that's something that, that I find really interesting because we know that patients are entering information into Fitbits and all these things, but it's about taking that next step and actually uh, having that accessible to clinicians. And how have you been able to do that? Well, we a couple of different ways. Uh, one in particular is um, you know, we, we do have home monitoring devices, um, clinical devices that um, has been around for, for years that you know, we do consume data from many of those devices. But um, what we did was we actually developed an app, and this goes back to the mobility piece, so we developed an app and uh, we made it available to uh, the consumer market late last year so that anybody could go out and grab that app. And basically what we developed uh, with a couple of partners was an app that was uh, ubiquitous to the system. So it wasn't like an Apple Health Kit where you had to have an Apple device in order to be able to use the Health Kit. This was Apple and Android. And so we felt for us that was a big differentiator because when you look out into the patient market or even in the consumer market, um, you know, both platforms are extremely uh, popular. And when you look at some of the demographics and the usage of people who are utilizing healthcare, <clears throat> um, you know, some populations would indicate that since they're primarily, you know, Android-based, that that information would have to come through an Android device versus only exclusively an Apple device. We made ours very generic, um, and then we put that out there and tested it back out with the market, and then earlier this year, we announced the My Carolinas Tracker. So that was called the Carolinas Tracker, and what we developed was My Carolinas Tracker, which really then was the ability, very, it was the same application, but allowed you in a very safe and secure and private manner to be able to allow that information to be interpreted or seen by your healthcare provider. And by that, it's the healthcare team. So basically, based upon the relationship that you have with your provider, um, you now are able to create that information. It connects to over 70, nearly 80 now, apps and devices, mm-hmm. um, consumer-grade devices, things that you would, you know, you'd buy on, on Amazon and apps you would download from from the stores, and it brings all that information together under one platform, and then that information then can be shared based upon uh, your relationship with your provider, so your provider then can take a look at information. But some of our pilot groups, um, we're looking at, you know, um, we basically, what you would call prescribe this app to them, that then allows us to be able to capture information that he or she should be doing to be compliant with uh, the instructions that were given by the provider. And then being able to consume that information and bring it in, we're able to run decision support against it, which then if somebody is not putting in their weight, for example, or not putting in their um, uh, their commenter reading, 
we're then able to contact that person to understand what is happening uh, with that situation, get it corrected before you know, he or she you know, goes down a path for a long ex extended period of time, and then we find ourselves in more of a crisis situation trying to react. So yeah. similar to how you, you, know, you would monitor and share information from your car, um, or other devices, your home appliances now today can also phone home. These are very similar to that concept, is that that information now, in a very generic way for a lot of information that is extremely uh, relevant, most of that information will likely not be actionable or not be um, purposeful because you're falling within the guardrails that were established. So as long as yeah. you're weight doesn't fluctuate, your blood pressure stays within here, your exercise routine stays within here, then those things don't have to get acted upon and, and you, know, you get kind of a green light for it. But if you start having a certain trend or areas outside of that, then the care team is able to engage uh, much sooner than before some other crisis would happen. Okay. Then also uh, there are other uh, teleconsulting, um, all, all other things like that being used. Um, you know, dealing with like your rural patients, so kind of covering the whole gamut. Yeah, so that's kind of getting into what we would almost call um, a little bit of a different business line, but it, it's it's in our virtual care services. Right. And so what what we look at the virtual care services is is basically utilizing the technology to improve the access or the contact that we're having with our patients or persons. Um, by, use, by utilizing you know, electronic mechanisms. So if I pulled out my app, my phone, I would have a virtual visit app. Uh, we also do, uh, so I can do a virtual visit that way. We are also piling e-visits, which is e-visits allows you to be able to answer questions, you know, things that were evidence-based questions to help with a diagnosis, similar to what a provider would ask you in person. You're able to, in a non-acute way, service that up, and then within a SLA, a service level agreement, we are to get back with you with what we feel your diagnosis is. If that requires uh, more, uh, uh, a more in-depth review, then we can either generate a virtual visit so we can see, talk, and converse more, or we can do a referral to an urgent care center, emergency department, or schedule an appointment for you with a primary care physician or primary care provider. So, you know, the whole aspects of uh, in improving and increasing our access to our patients or our patients having access to us, uh, many of that is through the virtual care service. We're also able to take uh, and, and extend certain specialties and subspecialties to other areas or other providers within the region. So we're able to converse and have referrals uh, back and forth and have consults back and forth uh, electronically via physical presence. We do the same thing in other services, so we even have this now for translator services. So we have, um, there's a service that um, we have that allows then you via an iPad to have a translator. So if somebody is a non-English speaking person as opposed to having a translator present in the cost and the time that it takes to have somebody there, we're able to do that via a service. So it's an iPad basically on an IV pole and allows you to have the interpreter there uh, virtually so you save a lot of time. Um, so, you know, and then we also do a um, very similar type of approach in um, other aspects in our Levine Cancer Institute. We actually spread um, our oncology, our oncologist knowledge out to other areas of the states where the patient can, in many cases, stay very local 
to their health and to their care. And we'll have the oncologist, you know, speak back and forth with the local oncologist and also in some cases with the patient there as well. So it avoids the travel time, the stress of having to travel, the cost of that, as well as other loved ones to be with you. And being, you know, in a back at home in a very um, safe, local, comfortable environment is also part of the, um, the healing process. Right. So it seems like your organization is, is really um, adopting that what patient-centered care is really, you know, supposed to be about and taking these def- different steps and measures to, uh, to make, that, make that a reality, which is something where, you know, the industry needs to go, uh, people have been saying for a while. So it's putting yeah, it in Yeah, part of practice. our vision, you know, our board, you know, given um, who we are, the outcomes that we're able to produce, when you look at the triple aim and how well we progressed against that, our, our board changed the vision several years ago to be a national leader in mm-hmm. the transformation of healthcare. Um, and so, but with that, then we've taken the stance that we are going to take this, spread it, and also you know, not only use it within the services that we have for quality and value that we provide ourselves, but also help to transform the industry and have you know uh, others across the country continue to see, observe, and hopefully uh, take need, take heed to what we're doing and be able to continue this progression of healthcare and advancing as this transformation um, continues for us. You know, the whole aspect of people, you know, with the volume-based world to the value-based world is a whole different strategy and a whole different effort level of effort. And so by utilizing a lot of the tools that we're utilizing today or talking about that allows us to be able to, you know, reduce our total cost of care, be able to increase the quality of the outcomes and provide a extremely satisfied, highly satisfied patient experience. And those are the three, you know, the three stool, the three legs of a stool to the triple aim. And so we feel um, very strong in being not only in the position that we have, but also in our ability to execute against that vision and be able to impact, um, you know, the families and lives that we're privileged to serve. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.